Yod Zayin Adar Tafshin Pe'alef, coming to you live from the offices of Ariel Tours in New York. I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Zilba Rafainu Hashem, our uh, coronavirus period theme song. Hopefully, we'll be able to get rid of that. We'll continue to uh, pray Rafainu Hashem, but we wouldn't have to open every show with it. And we'll go back to our old minhag, our old custom of um, starting every show differently, just a different song. Hey, everybody, welcome. <laughs> 
to this week's live, very live edition of the Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingarten. We're here each and every Monday, immediately following JM in the AM. That's 9 a.m. Eastern Time. And that's 4 p.m. Israel Time. And around the world, wherever you are, whatever time it is, that's the time we're on. So um, hopefully you uh, know when to find us. And of course, if you miss, it's not a problem. Not a problem at all. Because, yes, because we're on demand as well. You can um, go to the Nachum Siegel Network app and uh, go to the archives, pick any of the shows that you want to listen to. But if you want to listen to us, pick the Israel show and then you can pick from any of the editions of the Israel show going back uh, about eight and a half years. Lots of material there. Um, or you can just go to NachumSiegel.com and have it going in the archives there as well. And please tell your friends about the show so we can um, increase our listenership. That's what we'd love to do, increase our listenership. You can also have them like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Israel Show. If you haven't liked it, please do so. Facebook.com slash The Israel Show. Or you can uh, subscribe as a podcast on the Apple Podcast app that everybody's got on their iPhone. It comes with your iPhone. It's part of the iPhone. Lots of ways to listen, and hopefully uh, you will do so and encourage others that might be interested in doing so as well. Lots of great music, lots of great talk. We're going to go to um, some music now, and when we come back, we're going to share with you the beautiful song that Yishai Rebo released on Tuesday of last week, I remember it was just after Monday, so we missed the ability to debut it on the day or the day after it came out. It's a beautiful song, it's full of hope, and it's full of, um, as always, poetry, Hebrew poetry, and we're going to try and uh, delve into some of the messages that he is bringing across in the song, so stay tuned for that. Sibat HaSibot is the name of that song. But before that, Here's uh, Ari Goldwick, Low Nafsi Clear Code. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Harry Goldwag, Learn of Seeclear Code. Nice one, all right? My name is Mayor Weingarten. I get so confused when I fill in. For, I filled in for Nachum Siegel on Purim, as I've done for many years, many decades. Um, and when I'm filling in for Nachum, I have to say, my name is Mayor Weingarten, and I'm in for Nachum Siegel. And here I have to say, uh, this is Mayor Weingarten, you're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. So they get, you know, until I straighten myself out again, they get a little confused. It's okay. You all know. You all know the deal. Anyway, thank you so much for tuning in and making us a part of your week. Yishai Rebo's music is amazing. And um, a big part of it, of the beauty of his music, is also the words. He is not just a composer. His, he is a poet. Literally, his, his um, writings are poetry. And um, he wrote a song. I think he said that he's re- he wrote it a few months ago and was waiting for the right time to release it because it um, it discusses really the 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 coming out of the corona virus. You know, the, being able to to go back to normal life, so to speak, to go outside and be able to um, escape the prison that was uh, the quarantining and so forth. And so he released it last week and uh, spent some time looking it through and trying to understand everything he was saying. It took a little while, but there's so many beautiful parts to it. I decided, as I do many times when uh, these kind of situations come about, that I will share with you um, an explanation of the words so that uh, before you hear the music, you'll understand where it's coming from, and then hopefully you'll appreciate the song even more. Um, so, by way of um, I- an introduction to the first line, during the winter, starting just as Sukkot is ending, we say in our tefillot, in our prayers, Mashiv HaRuach Umorid HaGeshem. Uh, that's the time when Israel needs rain for the success of the agriculture. And um, we ask God, Mashiv Haruach, make the wind blow. And actually, people who are into uh, Hebrew, um, the Gduk, Hebrew grammar, will tell you that really it should be Manshiv Haruach from Nashav. Blow, um, but for all kinds of grammatical reasons, we delete the nun. So mashiv haruach sounds strange, but it's actually um, blow manshiv haruach. He makes use of this this uh, strangeness or peculiarity in the song. You'll see in a second. So God makes the wind blow, umorid hageshem, and the rain fall. Pesach, we stop. That's when we stop praying for the rain, because the growing is done. And the rain after Pesach would ruin the crops. So, in hopes that COVID and quarantine, etc., are over as Pesach arrives, we ask God 
in a beautiful play on words of Mashiv HaRuach Moridagashem, but we don't ask God like we do in Mashiv HaRuach, where Ruach is wind, make the winds blow, but Ruach also means spirit, even maybe soul, our neshama. Like Lev Tahor Barali Elokim Viruach Nachon Chadesh Bekirbi. So instead of making the wind blow outside, we ask God to restore our inner Ruach. Tashiv Bi Et Haruach. And here are the play on words of Tashiv, because it's written that way. Return from Shav, from Teshuvah. Return my spirits to me. And when we pray Morid HaGeshem, Geshem means rain. But Geshem also means physical. Something Gashmi, as in when, when we say uh, Gashmius, right? Physical, a bodily need or want. The opposite of spirit. So as we no longer want God to make the rainfall, we ask to read mimeni et hagesha, meaning take away from me my baser physical wants, moving the ruach and the geshem from wind and rain to spirit and physicality, the material needs. It's so beautiful. It's just it's a genius line. Tashiv bi et haruach, return to me my spirits that have been so downtrodden during this whole period. Torid me many et hageshem, remove from me the physical needs. On to the next uh, line. So in Hebrew slang, there's a there's a um, there's a phrase, yeshli yambazman, which means I have all the time in the world. Yam Bazman, meaning I have an ocean of time. So that would be like the ocean seems endless, huge, vast. So that's my, that's, I, have, I have tons of time. And so that, that's an expression that would be used in, in Israel today. Yeshli Yam Bazman. But again, now here he's playing on that expression. He takes it to mean... Um, the infinite space of the ocean, literally, Hayali Yamzman Lanuach. I had all the time in the world to rest. And I sort of got used to it, right? We get used to being in the house and not going to work necessarily, or working from the house and having a different life, which is a little more, depending on your situation a little more restful or uh, lethargic, if you will. And the expanse of the wilderness, we look over the horizon and see the sun finally coming up, which will light the way and help us move forward. So I think that he's comparing here the Yam, the oceans, and the Merchav HaPatuach, the expanse of uh, of land. And then he goes on to say, Rak Ptachlanu 
שערי אמונה, שערי הבנה, שאין לנו מלך. And then the chorus begins, meaning he splits the, the phrase, which is from the Avinu Malkeinu, he splits it into two. And then, you'll hear it in the song how he does it. So on Yom Kippur, at the last part of the tefillah, we say, Open the gates of heaven as they're about to close. Keep them open. Gates of mercy, gates of prayer. And we ask God, just open the gate. Rak ptachlanu sha'are emunah, the gates of faith, he says. Sha'are havanah, the gates of understanding. Sha'ein lanu melech. And I didn't get this, but uh, our friend Benji Kramer of Yeshiva Flatbush pointed out that corona, meaning a crown, that could be the reference here. She'ein lanu melech. We no longer have the encumberment of the corona. And then, Ela'ata. Ein lanu melech. We don't have corona, but Ela'ata, but we do have God, which I said comes from the Avinu Malkeinu. Sibata sibot ilata ilot. Norate hilot. Sibata sibot Ilata Ilot is, is, is a philosophical expression that the original cause of everything, while there are things that happen because we did something, there's cause and effect, but this is just an intermediary cause, right? If, we, if the doctor gives us medication and we get well, so the intermediary cause of our getting well is taking the medication, but if we go all the way back, there's only one God who is the cause of everything. Sibat has sibot. All the intermediary causes could be man-made, but the ultimate one God is the cause of everything. Norat um, also from different parts of the tefillah, he picked these... Um, uh, peace is we thank God for all the days and all the nights and he continues there's only two verses this is the second one now so Tevat Noach we know is the the uh, Ark of Noach and there they were quarantined in the ark and couldn't go out for quite a long time. But he says, Tevat Hanoach. The ark that we were in was comfortable, which is like he said before. It, it, we became used to sort of uh, kids became used to not going to school and whatever. Obviously, many people look at it in a negative way, but that's what he says that uh, we got used to it. So, Yetzanu mit Tevat Hanoach el mitziut acheret to a new world. Just like when Noach came out of the Tevat, there was a new world. We now have a new world. Lifdot et asirei hakoach v'lichudei hareshet. So here I'm I'm gonna I, I can't say for sure, but I'm I'm pretty sure. All of us were prisoners of power, Asirei Hachoach. 
in the Zemer that we sing on Shabbat, Yona Matza Bo Manoach, Visham Yanuchu Yigie Koach. So he might be bringing this together, Hanoach and Hakoach. The power of of the government, the power of the establishment, I'm not sure, but we we are being redeemed. We are we are being pedut pode, right? We're somebody saving us. Liftotet asirei hakoach. Those of us who have been imprisoned by the power, v'lichudei hareshet. It is another great play on words. Reshet is a net. The net also reshet also could be a web. And of course, we know that the internet is also called the World Wide Web. And all of us who have been trapped in that, not all of us, but many of us who have been trapped in the house, in the Tevat Noach, also got trapped in the web of the iPhones and the iPads and the internet and, and the screens and the machines. So they need pidayon, they need to be redeemed. The asirei hakawach and the lechudei hareshet. Gam likabel et hashachor lavan im koltivei hakeshet. Except the black and white along with all the colors of the rainbow. Is he referring here to the very strong anti-Haredi public sentiment in Israel because they're seen as the quote-unquote black. I don't know. I'm not sure it could be. But he's definitely talking about accepting everyone. And then he says, this is the greatest thing, I've never seen this in a song. The words of the song are, Mishnah Avot, Pere Gimel, Chaviv Adam, Shenivra B'Tselem. He brings the source, right? Pirkei Avot, Perikimel, where it says, Chaviv Adam Shinivra B'Tselem, meaning all men. Beloved is man, everybody, for he was created in the image of God, whether black and white, all of the rainbow, whatever it is. Rak and this is a different set of Sha'arim now. He talks about tolerance. Sha'arei Hatchala of new beginnings. Kenlanu Melech. And so forth. And then we're praying. Hopefully that'll help understand a little better. We're going to post, of course, the link to the YouTube uh, of the song, which is also very beautiful. Very beautiful. Very inspiring. Uh, we'll post that on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Israel Show. Uh, brand new uh, last week from last week. Sibana Sibot Yishai Rebo, enjoy. Sibata 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 
segment, we shed light on a word or phrase in the Hebrew language. Meir Milim is inspired by the Galei Tzahal radio segments of Dr. Avshalom Kor and informed by the teachings of Dr. Lior Gottlieb. Here is this week's installment. It's often said that the cover-up is worse than the crime. The sin itself wasn't so bad, but lying about it, plotting to cover it up, is sometimes worse than the original crime itself. The petty burglary, known as Watergate, wasn't what forced President Richard Nixon to resign. It was his continued attempts at covering it up that led to his disgraceful fall. We all started covering up very early in our history as human beings. When man ate of the tree of knowledge, suddenly he realized that he was naked and he put on clothes. He was embarrassed, and he covered up who he was. In Hebrew, a garment that we wear, that we cover up with, is a beged. The very same word, bet, gimel dalid, is the word for a traitor, a boged. A boged is a guy who we think is playing on our team. He's wearing our uniform. But the beged is boged. Don't let the uniform fool you. Look deeper. Look beyond the clothing to see who the person really is. Another word for beged is mi'il. And here, too, there is the connection with treachery. Nefesh ki uma'ala ma'al ba'Hashem. When a person sins and commits a trespass against Hashem by dealing deceitfully, we are taught in Vayikra. Mi'il mo'el mi'ilah. Funds that were set aside for one thing are used inappropriately, improperly, for something else. A moel is similar to a boged. He is someone who misappropriates funds. Again, we find in Hebrew that the word for their outer garment, the mi'il, 
is closely related to the inappropriate cover-up. Beged, Boged, Mi'il, Mi'ila. And one more. In Mishlei we read, Ner Hashem Nishmat Adam Chofes Kol Chadrei Vaten. Chofes, search, search and reveal. God can search all our innermost thoughts. Chofes Lechapes, to look for something. In Eicha we read, Let us search and examine our ways ad Hashem, and return to Hashem. Lechapes means to look for or search for something. On Purim, we have the age-old custom of costumes. In Hebrew, the person who disguises himself with a costume, mit chapes, and the costume is called a tachposet. When Shaul HaMelech went to the witch to try to have a seance with the dead, he first disguised his true identity. Vayit chapes Shaul, vayilbash begadim achirim. Lechapes, to search for, to try to find something. The mitchapes is someone who doesn't want to be found. He is hiding his true self behind the tachposet, the costume. Beged, boged, mi'il, mi'ilah. In Western civilization, they teach us that the clothes make the man. But as we've seen today, Judaism teaches that it is not so important what is on the outside. The key is who we are on the inside. It is not the clothes that make the man. It is the man that makes the man. The clothes are just a cover-up. And that's this week's Meir Milim segment. I'm Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
יוחאי בן אבי, אופן דנו אלבום ירח, פרח וחליל. It's uh, children's songs for around the Jewish year, the calendrical cycle. Aderet Shel Adar. And of course, Aderet, as it says in, in the song itself, is a Beged, and that's what we, or Me'il, and that's what we just spoke about. Aderet is yet another word for uh, a, a cloak, a covering, and so forth. So many of you might have been uh, alerted to the fact That on Saturday Night Live, a very popular satire show with a lot of political satire, and of course, it skews very much to the left. There was a joke. They have a, you know, like a, a, a news report in the middle of the show with all kinds of jokes that are news related. Um... As if it's a news broadcast, like the Daily Show used to be and so forth. Anyway, um, Michael Che is the one who um, delivered this quote-unquote joke about vaccinations. And I'll, uh, it, it, it is very disturbing and it has been, um, it, it, it's been condemned by the Jewish organizations, but... I think mainly the Jewish organizations. I mean, Gina hasn't created an outrage. It's clearly um, anti-Israel and uh, almost anti-Semitic, I would say, because they wouldn't call out any other country about it. So here, let me play for you quickly. It's, it's very brief. It's seven seconds or six seconds long. So I'll, I'll play it twice just so you can get the, the gist of it, and then we'll, uh, we'll see where we go from there. reporting that they vaccinated half of their population. And I'm going to guess it's the Jewish half. <laughs> Israel is reporting that they vaccinated half of their population. And I'm going to guess it's the Jewish half. <laughs> so everything about this is wrong. First of all, it's not funny. <laughs> it's just not funny. But besides that, and by the way, you could hear the audience just chuckling, but surely it was, uh, if, if, uh, for a big line, there's a lot more laughter. Um, more importantly, it's not true. It's just not true. It's, it's in a sense, a, a form of, I'm saying a form of a blood libel. And many remember from history that we learned how in the Middle Ages, Jews were blamed for the Black Plague and so forth. So bringing out um, a virus and a vaccine And saying that the Jews, the Jewish part, it's, I mean, literally, it's the Jewish half, is um, sort of a, a form of a blood libel saying the Jews are responsible for killing other people by not giving them vaccinations. Now, I don't remember if this came before or after the New York Times article of February the 23rd. Let's see if we can figure out if this was before or after February the 23rd. February 23rd was last Tuesday. So the joke, this article came out after that joke. So the New York Times 
picks up the New York Times, by the way, is Andrew Claven says a former newspaper picks up on this, and um, here's the headline of their February 23rd article: Israel gives vaccine to far off allies as Palestinians wait. So let let's first of all clarify what happened because Israel was so efficient in vaccinating its population and because Israel was so vigilant beforehand to buy many, many vaccinations and because they didn't want to bet on Pfizer, they bought from Pfizer and Moderna. So Israel now has a surplus of vaccinations. So Israel, I guess Netanyahu, Prime Minister Netanyahu figured we have allies now around the world who are warming up to Israel as a friend. The Czech Republic, Honduras, um, possibly Hungary and Guatemala. These are all countries that um, either began relations with Israel or moved their embassy to Jerusalem or opened some form of uh, uh, delegation in Jerusalem. So Netanyahu said, let us help these countries that are short on vaccines. They're our friends. We have extras. Let's share with them. By the way, it turns out, and it says so further down in the article, that others do this. Jockeying for influence in Asia China and India have donated thousands of vaccine doses to their neighbors. The UAE has done the same for allies like Egypt. And last week, Israel even promised to buy tens of thousands of doses on behalf of the Syrian government, a longtime foe, in exchange for the return of an Israeli civilian detained in Syria. This last part is a little um, unclear exactly what happened there, but let's just take China... India, UAE, all these countries are are sending vaccines to their allies, their friends, to help out their allies and friends. It would be weird that you would send them to your enemy. Would it make sense for Israel, if it's not in its interest to send vaccines to Gaza, which is controlled by Hamas, where we know the corruption is so ingrained in the system there, yet whatever they send will be given to the heads of the Hamas and the leading leaders of the Hamas factions, who then turn around and build tunnels and try to kill Israelis and shoot rockets. Is there now a mitzvah to aid your enemy and in the Palestinian authority Muhammad Abbas Mahmoud Abbas who's also he and his uh, whole government is corrupt they spend hundreds of thousands of dollars a year paying stipends to families of terrorists who murder Jews and the stipend 
is based, the amount of the stipend is based on how many Jews you killed. If you killed five Jews in an attack, you're going to get five times more than someone who just killed one Jew in an attack, right? So it's uh, pay for slay, so to speak, right? Kill somebody and you get paid or your family gets paid. And as many times as everybody says said this is just encouraging terrorism, they don't stop. So they could use that money to buy vaccines, but they choose not to. Hamas can use the money that they have sunk into the millions and millions of dollars that they've sunk into the terror tunnels and continue to, to buy vaccines for their people. But the easiest thing is to say, oh no, it's Israel's fault and everybody should shame Israel and make Israel feel guilty. And there are enough useful idiots that in Israel that will, you know, play on this guilt conscience. So, the New York Times continues, but the move has angered Palestinians because it suggests that Israel's allies are of greater priority than the Palestinian Palestinians living under Israeli control in the occupied territories, almost all of whom have yet to receive vaccines. I would add one, um, one word into this um, piece, paragraph. But the move has angered Palestinians because it suggests that Israel's allies are of greater priority than the Palestinian enemy, enemy living under Israeli control in occupied territories. Now, let's get to that. I, um, I note that further in the article, there's the following paragraph. The Israeli government says that the Palestinian Authority is responsible for organizing its own health care system, citing the Oslo Accords of the 1990s, which assign responsibility for health care in the occupied territories to the authority. Well, that should really be the end of the story. The Oslo Accords did a lot of bad things, but in this case, it's quite clear <clears throat> excuse me, that the Palestinian government, the pal- government of the Palestinian Arabs, the Palestinian Authority, has the control over the overwhelming majority of the Arabs who live in Yehuda and Shamron, the Palestinian Arabs. They're in charge of their all their domestic issues. They're in charge of their schooling and and Department of Education. They're in charge of everything that is a local issue. And they're in charge of their health, and that's in the agreement. So they want to be considered a state. They're not. They want Israel to abide by the Oslo agreements, which it has, and withdrew and paid a big price. But now it's easy for them to ignore the Oslo agreements. And the New York Times, in its insidious way, doesn't quote from the Oslo Accords. It says the Israeli government says that the Palestinian Authority, blah, blah, blah. 
Well, why don't you just say the Oslo Accords, which were signed in 1990s, the responsibility for health care in the quote-unquote occupied territories are taken by the Palestinian Authority. But it doesn't say that. No, no, no. The Israeli government says it. Meaning, it's a qualified thing. They say that. We don't know if that's really true. Now, Israel does have an interest in vaccinating the Arabs who come into work from Yehuda and Shamron so that they don't spread the virus amongst Israelis as well. And I think that's something that they're going to be doing. The New York Times continues, In any case, human rights watchdogs say that Israel should organize a systematic vaccine program in the quote-unquote occupied territories rather than sporadically deliver... Now it's become... Oh, and they cite the Fourth Geneva Convention, which obliges an occupying power to coordinate with the local authorities to maintain public health within an occupied territory, including during epidemics. What, what happened to the Oslo Accords? And these human rights watchdogs are basically nothing more than anti-Israel, in many cases BDS, supporting organizations, and that's who, that's who the New York Times quotes. That's what they say. It doesn't matter what it says in Oslo. These watchdogs groups, they're in charge. They're going to tell you what to do. Oy. And finally, from within the tribe, U.S. Senator Bernie Sanders attacked Israel on Thursday for not vaccinating Palestinians while sending doses to foreign countries such as Honduras and Czech Republic. Sanders tweeted, as the occupying power, Israel is responsible for the health of all the people under its control. That's not true. He quotes, of course, in the New York Times. But it's not true, because under Oslo Accords, the Palestinian Authority is responsible for public health in the West Bank, quote-unquote, and Gaza. So, I don't know. You be the judge. If Israel's not responsible for vaccinating them, and Israel can help out its allies, those who support it, if Israel can help them by giving them vaccinations, does it make sense that we give it to the enemy, to those who try to kill us? Surely not the Hamas in Aza. They're all lumped together. Okay. Be aware. Be aware of it. Answer back those critics who blame Israel for not vaccinating. Yoni Pollock is back. We want you to know that because coming up immediately after the Nachum Siegel Network is the return of After Further Review covering the latest in the world of sports. And then Novak Now with Jake Novak who always has great insights into the um, issues of the day. I did get a request for a mishaberach, for, for a tefillot, for a sick person. We ask that you pray for her. Her name is Rivka Naomi Bat Shulamit Chana. Rivka Naomi Bat Shulamit Chana. We thank you uh, 
for that very much. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for all your Facebook likes and comments. And thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network. And my very special thanks, as always, to Nachum Siegel. We're going to end off with Hayom Hazem Magia from Mati Shriki. This day is going to come. Probably also a uh, end of the Corona celebration. Until next Monday, immediately following Jamie in the AM, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race. אני רוצה לחזור למקומות בהם נפגשנו ושמחנו עם חיוך כזה פשוט יפה שמאיר את הניצות שבעיניים עכשיו אני עומד אבל הלב רוקן רוצה לצאת לנשום אוויר לעוף ברוח